I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course, it is a Monday. That usually means that Jeffrey Esser rejoins us, and he does today. He writes for MileHighReport.com. Uh, uh, good morning, sir. How was the weekend with uh, Obai Week? Yeah, it's good to have two weeks in a row where Denver doesn't lose. You know, obviously got the win <laughs> last week, but today sitting at home. And so um, that's always a good thing to string two of those weeks together. But no, it's good to catch up on the rest of the NFL and kind of catch some of the games. And there were some... Um, Really good games uh, this yesterday, and then also the Thursday night one against the uh, Raiders and Chargers. So some good football being played. Yeah, how much do you dive into uh, looking at the rest of the league when you don't have to cover the Broncos? I try to keep up, especially with the the folks that are going to be on Denver's schedule, um, and so watched the Vikings and Cowboys game um, last night, and then I'm also. Um, kind of like to keep up with the Cowboys because I'm originally from Texas, and so um, stay in tune with them. And then, you know, it's hard not to tune in to um, the stuff that Lamar Jackson is doing over in Baltimore and then try to keep up with some of the AFC West stuff. And so um, as much as I can, I like to keep up with the rest of the league, and it's um, fun to fun to do. Well, since it's a bye week, we may talk a little bit more about the the rest of the league since you do kind of follow up as much. Do you think that Lamar Jackson will sustain the success that he's having in Baltimore? I think the biggest question is going to be health, um, which is, you know, always the case. We looked at, you know, when you saw the kind of the running quarterbacks taking the league by storm several years ago, and, um, you know, Robert Griffin was kind of the headline of that. You saw Colin Kaepernick doing some of the same things as well. Um, kind of in that era several years ago. And, of course, uh, you know, RG3, it was his health that kind of did him in. And Colin Kaepernick struggled with some injuries injuries as well. And so I think, um, you know, obviously the goal is to um, keep your quarterback healthy and probably transition him to more of a um, passer than runner. But you, you can't deny the gifts that Lamar Jackson has. And so it's kind of hard to keep him um, you know, in the pocket when he can run the way that he does, and the the designed running he have currently is just so you know powerful and effective. And I think that we'll see you know the league begin to adjust, especially those that are in the Ravens division there and the AFC North will um, for sure adjust next year after a year of tape on him. And you know, it's just that style of offense that people in the the college game are used to defending week in and week out and the NFL just aren't asked to do that. And so it's kind of a surprise for them. And we even saw, you know, the, the mighty Patriots and Bill Belichick's defense struggle with it. And so, you know, I think defenses will catch up a little bit. Um, but Lamar Jackson is just so talented and so athletic. Uh, it's some of it won't matter. Um, so you just gotta, you know, 
got to hope he'll stay healthy for that. To this point, what were a couple of games that really stood out to you here in week number 10? Well, I was surprised to see the Falcons knock off the Saints. Um, you know, obviously, Drew Brees was um, back in the game, and I didn't see a ton of the game, but was kind of tuned in here and there. Um, it looked like he was doing okay from a um, from his you know thumb standpoint, um, but was really surprised to see. But I mean, it just goes to show that any given week in the in the NFL, and then um, you know the Cardinals, it looked like they were going to you know, knock off the Bucks, and then the Bucks come back and um, end up getting the win there. And then the Dolphins take on the Colts and and beat them. Of course, Brissett was out, and so the Colts were down to their you know third string guy, and so. Um, the Lions and the Colts kind of got the got a, got a tough break with their quarterbacks being hurt kind of last minute and not go, being able to go, and so they end up losing those games. But then I thought the Vikings and Cowboys game was a a really really good game um, last night, and just a tough tough loss for the Cowboys with the way Dak Prescott played. You know, your quarterback plays a game like that, um, and you come away with the losses. It's kind of tough, and it kind of echoes some of Denver's frustrations with the coaching staff two weeks ago. You know, with Joe Flacco coming out and calling out the coaching for not being aggressive, if anybody has um, license to do that now, it's Dak Prescott after last night's game um, for them. You know, it's second and two, and they run it twice before they put it in his hands, and by that time it's fourth and five, and, you know, it's too late at that point. And so, um, you know, tough to see the, the conservative play calling and then taken out of their quarterback's hands. Jeffrey Essery, our guest, he covers the Denver Broncos for MileHighReport.com, but, uh, of course, an avid follower of the NFL as well. What were your thoughts, and what is your thoughts, on the AFC West with how the Chiefs have kind of stumbled here as of late, including that loss to Tennessee, and then the Raiders now coming on here as they're looking really good? Yeah, I tell you, the Raiders have um, really put it together, and Josh Jacobs, you know, coming from that draft class, you know, everybody was um, maligning the Raiders, and, you know, it's, it's always – um, hard to grade one of those big trades until several years after the fact when they traded away Khalil Mack and you know, they got a, a haul of draft picks and some of those draft picks are starting to hit you know it gave John Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock some ammo to build with and you know John Gruden's a good coach and the offense is playing well he's got Derek Carr playing well they're you know, very multiple in what they're doing um and they looked pretty good on uh, Thursday night. And, you know, you never count out Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, and so they had a chance to win it there at the end. But the Raiders are coming up a little bit, and especially with that loss to the Chiefs, like you mentioned. The Raiders have a shot, you know, in the AFC, but also um, in the division. And it just kind of stings a little bit, you know, with Patrick Mahomes being out and the Chiefs stumbling a little bit. And you look at that loss that Denver had to the Chiefs when – Pat Mahomes was out and Denver just kind of, you know, fumbled the ball as it were for the entire game. Um, it kind of stings a little bit with uh, the Chiefs falling in the division a little bit. It should be nice to have that that win against them. Um, but yeah, the Raiders are looking really good, and, and I think Kansas City's got to kind of regroup. And you know, I mean, it's good as a division rival. You, um, it's not fun seeing Patrick Mahomes running all over the field and throwing touchdowns on you but for the for the good of the sport you know you hope Patrick Mahomes is healthy and you know he looked a pretty good uh, yesterday but you hope he remains healthy and is able to kind of come back from that injury and um, play at full strength. Well the biggest question mark if you're a Chiefs fan no doubt Jeffrey has to be that defense and how bad they have been at times this season. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. 
This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what we talked about going into the game that Denver was playing against them a couple weeks ago, and Denver wasn't able to exploit it. Um, but you saw the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill able to do that. Um, and so it's just, it's just that interesting, you know, I mean, obviously Denver took on the Titans when they had Marcus Mariota at quarterback and they made the change in the Denver game. And so Ryan Tannehill's been playing better with them. But just interesting, Denver shuts out the Tennessee Titans. It's a 13-0 game. And then a couple of weeks later, the Titans come and knock off the Chiefs in a high-scoring affair. And so it just, you know, goes back to that any given Sunday week. But, yeah, that defense was – um, it, it looks very similar to the um, AFC Championship game as well. They're playing two-man and just couldn't cover anybody on those, um, you know, last couple plays, and you knew exactly where they were going um, and just couldn't, you just couldn't stop them. And so, yeah, as a Chiefs fan, you've got you to be um, kind of biting your nails every time you've got to count on your defense. Jeff Ressery, our guest here on the Morning Blitz. Okay, let's talk Broncos here before we let you go. Had the bye week. You know, did we learn anything over the bye week uh, or anything that's going to change over the bye week that, that may have some impact going down the road here before they take on Minnesota here on this coming Sunday? Well, the thing to watch will be um, practice time this week. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm not sure exactly when the team takes the field again to kind of reset their week. It's either today or tomorrow. Um, but be looking for Drew Locke and when he'll come off of IR. You know, that's the big question. Um, he technically has, by league rules, three weeks. Um, if they bring him off of IR, three weeks to practice before he comes onto the active roster. He doesn't have to take those three weeks, but that's kind of the, the lead time, and that's what Denver's been talking about, both Vic Fangio and um, John Elway. And so the, all the talk was we're going to wait till after the bye to activate him so we don't waste a week of, week of practice. So let him practice for a couple weeks, and then the plan is that he would play, at least the thinking, um, would play against the Chargers and the home game in a couple weeks. You know, you let Brandon Allen, who's already established and, you know, actually probably knows the offense more just based on because he came from Sean McVay's offense in um, L.A. for two years and, you know, looked like he had a pretty good grasp of the offense against Cleveland, you, you let him take on the tough defenses on the road for two weeks and give Locke some time to practice since he hasn't practiced all year and then see what Locke can do in the last, you know, five-ish games of the season. But you know, it, it'll be something to watch. If, if Brandon Allen plays well in these next two games, I don't know if, you know, it's the smart thing to, to bench him even though you, you need to see what you have in Drew Locke. So it's, you know, it's a good problem to have, I guess, to have two quarterbacks that you want to see play and two, you know, promising young quarterbacks. Um, but I think we've got to see Drew Locke at some point this season. So to me, that's the thing you got to watch for this week really is do they bring back Drew Locke back and get him into practice? Um, and if they do, they're going to have to activate him um, within three weeks and put him on the roster. And so we'll see what happens from there. What, uh, what uh, side of the ball, offense or defense for the Broncos, could have the most success? Which one will struggle the most against this Minnesota Viking team, which is pretty complete. They've got a good offense and good defense. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Denver has to really commit to stopping the run on the defensive side. You know, you saw Dallas struggle with that um, last night and the play-action passing game. Denver's got to be prepared to defend Dalvin Cook and that play-action passing game with Kirk Cousins. And it's going to be an interesting kind of matchup. You've got Gary Kubiak, who Denver, you know, is very familiar with, on the other side running his offense um, with – a quarterback Denver chased in free agency a year-ish ago um, in Kirk Cousins. And so it's kind of an interesting um, matchup shaping up. And, you know, Gary Kubiak has that offense rolling um, with the running game and the play-action passing game. So Denver's going to have to, you know, really shore that up. But they played well against the Cleveland Browns, who came in boasting, you know, the top yards per carry in the league. And Denver held them to, like, three yards a carry um, in the Cleveland game. And so I think – you know, I think they'll be all right taking on Dalvin Cook and we just have to not let Kirk Cousins and the, you know, the receivers um, kind of beat them there. And it'll be a, we'll see if Adam Thielen plays or not um, with his health. But then on the offensive side, I mean, the Vikings have a really tough defense. Um, they're going to have trouble running the ball. You know, you, you saw Dallas last night struggle to run the ball even with Ezekiel Elliott and their offensive line. So Denver's going to have to really beat them through the air and that Viking secondary is well coached, but they're kind of vulnerable. Um, we saw Dallas picking on the um, the cornerback who's in for Trey Waynes right now. I think Hughes is his name. Um, and so that secondary was vulnerable. You saw Dallas have some success against them. And so it's really going to probably come down to Brandon Allen and the passing game and what they can do uh, because I, I think the Vikings will shut down the running game pretty much. It's interesting to find out for sure as the NFL season continues to uh, chug along. He is Jeffrey Essery of MileHighReport.com. Jeffrey, thank you so much for your insight on the whole league, not just the Broncos as well, and uh, we'll catch up with you next Monday. Absolutely. Have a great week. Once again, Jeffrey Essery.